Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Blue Beetle. My name is Shabazz and of course I'm joined by my Gaida, Daniel. Daniel, how are you doing today? Hello, I thought you were going to call me uh, a scarab, but I guess you kind of did. I, I did, I did, but I called you the, the correct form. I don't want to just call you a scarab because then I feel like it, it almost sounds derogatory in a way. It does, yeah, you scarab. Yeah, you scarab. <laughs> Doesn't it? It does sound. <laughs> yeah. it does sound a little it, I don't like the stank. I don't think it. I could say that. No, no, no. I don't I, think I could say that. You shouldn't be allowed to. Say I take that. it back. Yeah, yeah, I take it all back. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. You know, I'm I'm excited to talk about Blue Beetle. I'm wearing blue right now. Yes. Uh, I'm a Blue Beetle fan, which yeah. is great. So I'm I'm really excited to dive into this movie. Which, if you've seen our social reactions for Shay and I, you know, spoiler alert, we did have some criticisms for it. Thoughts. But I but I'm what I love so much about what the movie podcast can be is that it could be a platform to talk about movies who knew mm-hmm. but not only just talk about things honestly but openly and you know fairly but as we always do you know we're honest but we're not mean we're critical but we're not negative and i think that's the most important part about what we do here on the movie podcast is that if you're looking for you know a, a clickbait headline of like this is the worst movie ever well i guess i kind of just gave it to people yeah but it's trash no but like that's that's not what we do here we're we here do. to be honest because at the end of the day we love all movies and we want to talk about them. we want them to succeed right at the end yes. of the day like even if we're not looking forward to something we still want it to succeed in right in in whatever way that that studio or the director or whoever's part of it sees as a success so exactly what you're saying we will have some thoughts about it but again on the show we're not going to be rude we're not going to really tear down a film or something it's just about the criticism it's about right. the honesty if you want to come at us in the comments please do because i mean let us know if you love the movie the movie has great reviews right now on rotten tomatoes so we would love to hear your thoughts if you do go see it there's been a lot of great fan screenings out there uh, a lot of people are you know buying tickets to to show different communities so definitely let us know if you have seen it and what your thoughts are you can also join our discord where you can have this conversation as well our discord is right now is popping it's popping, right? And, and I think, like Shay said, like leave a comment because that's what the comments are there for. Mm-hmm. We have some great platforms that you could follow us on at the Movie Podcast everywhere. So use those channels to talk with us and let's have a conversation about it, right? That's, yeah. At the end of the day, like we want to build an incredible community of movie lovers, of entertainment lovers. That's what this is here for. So so use it, and you know, and hopefully we could have a good time. Also, I feel like we're preparing this we're interview. We're softening this blow so much. In- interview review. What is this today? It's a review. It's a it's a review. <laughs> well, we do have interviews out on the movie we podcast. So we have out. interviews out with so many incredible people, including uh, the director of this film, Blue yeah. Beetle. So shout out to Warner Brothers for you know giving us time with him on the red carpet in Toronto. We um, had just to be clear as well. We we spoke to Daniel Manuel Soto before we actually watched the film. So just just to be clear, about yeah, everything. just to be clear. Yeah. Uh, but we yeah we spoke to him before, and also obviously we acknowledge that there is a writers and an actor strike going on. So we didn't have any other interviews for this film also you know we stand in solidarity with the writers and with the actors you know as you know as Aniel said when the premiere of this film happened this week that like you know this is a big opportunity for all of the actors in this film that they they weren't on the carpet for right and they're that's a big opportunity for them to miss out on so we're really hoping that you know the actors and the writers in the studios could have a resolution fast because writers and actors deserve to be paid what they're owed and there would be no movie podcast if the writers no. didn't write the words and the actors didn't bring those words to life so Absolutely. let's make a deal happen please for sure but let's go ahead and talk about Blue Beetle. Now, Blue Beetle is starring Sholo Maraduena and uh, George Lopez. You have Bruno, Marquezi- uh, Bruno uh, Marquezina and, of course, directed by Aniel Soto 
any of Manuel Soto. Sorry about that. And of course, starting Susan Sarandon, who I kind of forgot about. I'm so sorry. But I'm we'll, surprised you forgot about There's a her. reason why I forgot. And we'll get to that reason so, so quickly. So quickly. And of course, the film will be out in theaters August 18th. I almost said April because I, my mind is trying to go back in time. We're pre, uh, we're, we're right. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not striking here yet. Maybe that's why Anthony's not here. Maybe, that's maybe, maybe he's not, not maybe he's on strike. He's, he's being scared. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the new term we're going to be he's using. He's scarabing right now. He's a he's a scarab. He's not a scab. He's a scarab. <laughs> <laughs> no, but of course this movie will be out in theaters. And then thank you to Warner Brothers as well for one hundred percent inviting us to come watch this movie. Daniel, I would love to kind of get your first thoughts. I mean, I mean again, right now it's just you and I sitting in this room. We're talking about this film. Tell me what were your what was your first reaction to this film? Um, the, the here's the thing for me. I think I I want to kind of preface this with there's a lot of baggage going into blue beetle and that's what i think what is so unfortunate yeah like that that's what's i think what's unfortunate right now about uh about where blue beetle is releasing at the end of august which typically isn't always the greatest place to be dropping a massive tentpole movie and we've been told by james gunn that blue beetle is the first superhero of the dcu but it's not the first DCU movie, which obviously we know is going to be Superman Legacy in 2025. So that already is a little confusing. And like, I know it sounds straightforward, but it's okay. But like, is... Does it? Like, like, it's like it he's does, the first character. It's not the first movie. Uh, Blue Beetle is going to be part of the DCU. Um, but is this movie going to be part of the DCU? Is Sholo going to be coming back as Jaime Reyes? You know, is that, are any of these characters going to come back? And I think the year that Warner Brothers has had with releases with Shazam, Fury of the Gods, which we enjoyed, we had a good time with, uh, Flash, the Flash came out. This I mean, year. that, that's, that says enough, you know? you know, and now Blue Beetle, you're, am I missing one? Am I no. missing one? No, well, I mean, we have at the, tentatively Aquaman at the end of this year, but yeah. I think, I think that's it for DC this year. Yeah. So we have Aquaman potentially coming out later this year. That's four movies. That's four movies. So it's a very, uh, you know, busy, busy year, busy year. And in a year where it's like, okay, DC isn't having the greatest streak right now. When it comes like to the, the Batman, you, you could kind of see behind me, like it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I absolutely love what Warner brothers did and what Matt Reeves did with that film. And then we went to, you know, DC league of super pets, its own kind of thing, animated world, black Adam. We know what happened with black Adam. So there's a lot of baggage going into this. And I think the brand of DC has been a little damaged by all of these releases. So I think Blue Beetle out the gate is a little bit being set up to fail. And what Blue Beetle does so well, and what I really enjoyed in this film, is the family dynamic. I love the Reyes family. I think what makes them so special compared to all of the other superheroes out there, and you know, and Aniel spoke about this in a your lot, interview yeah. with him, is that his family, the Reyes family from the get-go, know that Jaime you know, has a scarab in him, right? Like, and, and I think that's what's, re what's really cool about it is that they have this connection to their, your brother, their son, their grandson, and they're all on this journey with him. And I think that's really cool. And the, that's the heart of this movie. And I think that's what works the best in this, fam in, in this family and in, in this film is, you know, is the, the Reyes family. And for me going into it, like I am a fan of Blue Beetle. Uh, I was introduced to him really for the first time in Smallville. In an episode of Smallville, I think it was season nine or season ten. Wow! And then Young Justice season two, and for my Young Justice fans out there, my YJs, you know my I, my YJs, my YJs, my YJs. <laughs> uh, when you look at 
how instrumental Blue Beetle is to that season and that show. One of my favorite animated shows of all time. Season two with the Reach and the Scarab and him finding his place. And that is, I think, the quintessential version of Blue Beetle for me is mm-hmm. is is that Jaime Reyes. He is phenomenal. Go watch Young Justice season two because I don't even know if we're going to be getting a new season. We're in a very weird limbo with animated that with that animated world. But anyways, let's get back to the film. Let's get back on track here. This is a very messy movie. Blue Beetle is a very messy film. And I think what disappoints me most about it is that we're getting an introduction to this character and it just feels like I've seen this movie a million times before. I don't think I've ever seen a superhero movie rely on so many tropes, so many archetypes, so many just cliches cliches of, you know, for lack of a better phrase, copy and paste of what we've seen a million times before it doubles down on them actually and it doubles down on them and it's like it was it was coming to a point that you and i were leading over to each other shannon were like this is the line they're about to say yeah there it is there would be something introduced and we'd say that's going to become important later yeah. or this is going to be a factor later and i remember looking at you and i'm like i bet you like i think it was maybe like 20 30 minutes into the movie i was like I think this is what the after credit sequence is going to be. And then yeah. you're like, yeah, let's see. And then the after credit sequence ended up being word for word exactly what we said. And it's exactly that. And I think that's what's so disappointing about this movie for me. That's what it really failed to do is really failed to do anything new. Um, I do want to commemorate it for obviously, like as you said, the Reyes family having like, you know, this is the first Latino led you know, superhero film. Mm-hmm. We've had Latinos in superhero films before, but this is the first time we're having a leading man in this role and i think sholo he does a good job but i also feel like the story that's given to him relies him to lean on so many extremes of emotion yeah and it's either like super happy or just like he's being tortured and he's in pain and he's screaming yeah and i wish that there was time for him to really you know have an identity of his own and i don't think that this movie really gives jaime uh, time to really just figure out who he is he's you know thrusted on this mission and on this on the story and they're so at the mercy of but what's next but what's next what's going to happen now you're never given time to just you know figure out who this guy is and i think of a movie that this movie really tried to emulate spider-man homecoming we're just like let's have a character where you know peter parker is this down-to-earth kid you know you know friendly neighborhood spider-man you know do good in the neighborhood and i think it it misses that connection to the grander scale and also the city that they're in is a little uh uh oh god i'm blanking La, on the name Las of this Palermas? yeah where it's like so futuristic looking it's extremely futuristic looking and then it's inconsistent yeah it's it's inconsistent so like you never get a, a sense of the city that they're in or the community that they're in you know they're told that like you know like you know this ended like this this company court is the you know taking over its court right yeah as as taken over and you know everything outside of the tracks and here and it's like you really only see this small like street if anything just this one house um so you're just like okay like this is what you're fighting for but it doesn't ever like stay with it no you know i feel like he's just thrusted onto the next thing so when jaime gets the scarab it it just kind of happens like there's no build up or real anticipation or or feeling of it feeling importance of him of it picking him or getting a sense why i picked him because the scarab has to choose you and you, you never really get that sense of it right a lot of the a lot of the superhero elements for me just kind of felt like they were very last minute i felt like what what aniel did which he did really well was 
focus on a film that celebrates Latino culture and Latino families and shows representation. I yes. think that is done really, really well in this movie. But the superhero stuff came so late that it ended up just being the tropes. It ended up just being the the fill in the blanks of a Mad Libs that you kind of get. Yeah, you're gonna here's the villain. He's gonna have a weird connection to the to the leader, and then you're also gonna be like, oh, that guy's probably gonna turn later. Yeah, this guy's gonna be important later. And like, you just never really given anything that you could really hold on to. And I think especially how he becomes the leader, which you kind of touched upon there. That was it, it's so silly that it's like. And it's in the trailer too. When I was like, "Oh, there's no way that it's it's, it's that quick," it 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 really is. It's silly that it's that quick. That it's that inconsequential to the moment that's occurring. That you're like, "Why was there no emphasis brought onto this?" And immediately, when when horrible things happen in this movie, people are very unfazed by them very quickly. They'll mm-hmm. they'll kind of just get over it and be like, "Yeah, it's it's not really that big of a deal at the moment. We'll get we'll cry about this later, or we'll worry about this later." It's kind of focused on what's happening right now, which I found very inconsistent with tone. And I think what it reminded me a lot of, and I kind of mentioned to you, is this movie, for better or for worse, reminded me of like a Robert Rodriguez film. I'm talking about like Spy Kids level, where it's just silly. Spy Kids like 3D level. Spy Kids 3D level, Spy yeah. Kids 2 level. Spy Kids 1 is goaded, so you can't even, we can't, no. we can't insult that film. But there's just levels of, 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 the silliness that kind of just don't match with the vibe of the film. And then we talk about the melodrama in the movie that you're talking about here. It It's just so overdone at some points. We haven't even touched on Susan Sarandon. I'm going to quickly, just quickly touch upon her for a quick second. We'll dive into her in a bit. Okay. She, <laughs> I know. I'm like, like stabbing you. With no, her I know. I know. But are you, you going to talk about her now? I'll wait. No, no, I was just going to say, because you mentioned the melodrama. Yeah, and I no, mentioned go, the go, melodrama. Go, go, go melodrama. No, 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 I was just saying, like, it, I just feel like it's so heavy-handed. Oh, yeah. And and I think that's where it's like, there is no genuine emotion that I was feeling. This movie tells you, and it's trying so hard to tell you, you to feel cry. sad. It's yeah. like, this is when you need to be sad, or this is a cool moment. And, and I think, like, you're telling, and you're trying so hard to make me feel a certain way where I just felt nothing watching it at a lot of moments and i think that's that's what was so depressing for me i'm like this is a superhero movie like this is still be like should have some just just natural emotions that come out of it but it feels very manufactured and it just feels very just written Mm -hmm. so many lines of this movie just feel like this was written there is not a person just saying these things or feeling very these AI. things. It's just very robotic. And, yeah. uh, you know, for a character with like Boo Beetle, who obviously is being taken over by this alien life form, which is, again, it's another thing that they changed from the, from the, the comic books and from like the animated series where it's like this alien life. Form it's now. an alien life form. It is an alien life form, but it's like, it was already on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, and like there was not really a mention again, like, in case I missed, I didn't hear there about the reach at all in this movie. I, I must have missed it. You know, so maybe they said, oh, I'm going to reach for the scarab over here. They were reaching a lot. Yeah, film, there but was not, a lot. Not, reaching. Not, not that. Yeah, but I, I think for me, it's just like, it's like, man, like this is like CW level melodrama and some effects as well. Too. The effects like, too. There's a lot of like, uh, if you're an Injustice 2 fan, obviously there's a lot of moves taken right out of that game. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of practicalness that they've used for the suit, which yeah. I, I respect them for. But then it kind of goes all out the window when he starts flying or starts doing his stuff. Where it's like, I don't get how... You know, 15 years ago, the flash, sorry, the flash, 15 years ago, Iron Man came out and that movie is still taking everybody to school with having a character who could fly and who could look powerful and look real 15 years ago. And here we are now in 2023 from a movie from 2008 that is still 
outclassing everyone and i'm even talking about the mcu in some moments too now that you're just having a movie that just looks so real and blue beetle like you, there's a moment in the movie where he cuts a bus in half which you lean over to me like man buses just they're not having a good time you no know, buses are just getting cut all the time now we have we have shang chi yeah. we have doctor strange now we have this i feel like i'm probably missing a few more buses. yeah what bus has got cut and it's always cut straight right down, the, down middle. the middle and there's always right. standing in a bus even though i've been in a bus many times where people are standing in the middle all the time that was my life and i'm i've i would have been you were I standing been, right i would have been i, you like, I would have been split into right down the middle <laughs> but yeah it just happens and and i there's a, a moment and i, I want to touch on it because Please. In other films, I feel like we've gone this very same thing. And, you know, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man films, again, these moments of like having a person inspire another character is great. And having a character look at them and be like, oh, I could be like this hero too. But this man, Blue Beetle, just he was discovering his powers and he splits a bus in half. There's nothing hopeful no. in that moment. I'd be scared shitless if I was that kid. Mm -hmm. And he looks out the window um it's a little latino kid and it's nice it's a it's a it's such a like a forced nice moment that he's looking he sees him fly away and i'm like oh that's, that's it's a forced superhero hope moment you know but it's like he didn't do anything heroic he just no. cut your your ride in half yeah, he, in fact he inconvenienced you you know and he dipped and i'm like oh like that moment would have played so much better had he done a heroic act right. it's just strange that it was just like i'm gonna cut this bus and i'm gonna run there's there's just a lot of that in this film where you're kind of wondering what what is the point of this scene where are we kind of going with this you're introducing characters that aren't really that interesting i don't honestly remember any of the characters names M minus obviously sholo yeah sholo sholo like being the 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 big one uh there's there's the movie does not linger on these characters you know identities who they are they're such caricatures of like yes. oh I'm of course related to the the villain of this movie, and my dad was, you know, was, you know, I believe my dad is dead, and or like my dad's company was taken over, and I don't agree with what you're doing. It's like these are things we've seen a million times before, and everyone's introduced in a way where it's like, huh, how could you not? It was very like soap opera like, where yeah. it's like, how could you not remember me? Like I'm, I've been your granddaughter, or I'm your this, and I'm like, yeah. who, it's like a, like almost like a novella, right? Like, and very I, much. And if that was the point. It's not a good way to do it. No, because it just feels, again, it feels cheesy and like, you know, it just doesn't feel natural. There's nothing yeah. natural to it. And like, you could have the nods and the overacting and the, which we see a lot, you know, when we have the family, when we have the Reyes family reacting to him having the scarab and them like them blessing themselves and them reacting. Like, those are funny moments, but it's like, they just almost turn into caricatures of that. And, and it's, and it's you, too much. You start to wonder like, is this a stereotype? Is this actually how it happens? Like, there's a lot of different questions that kind of start going through your head where it's like, what is what is going on in this movie? The screenplay feels like it was it was being made up on the spot, and it's it's very rough. It's very silly. Let's talk a little bit about Susan Sarandon because she comes into this movie. She's the opening sequence really in this film, and it's such a bad guy villain comic book movie moment where she's like, "I, the, you guys are running late. I need to know what's going on with this system right now, and I need to get this orb. I need to get this." And it's like, what is going on? And then it cuts to every moment with her, and she's just so maniacally evil it's very obvious that susan serena was trying to get her bag she's just she's like i haven't done a movie in a while probably so let me make some money uh and then i'll pay off some of my houses and then chill for a bit because it it literally felt like she did not care what was happening in this movie she just came in did a super villain performance from 1993 and then left yeah she, susan sarandon delivers one of the worst comic book villain performances of all time mm. and i like susan sarandon oh yeah me too but 
her performance in Blue Beetle blew me away blue of just away. how blue no pun intended blue beetled me away blue beetled you away of just how robotic how desensitized how withdrawn she is from whatever is that's happening she's literally like you you think of like those youtube compilations back in the day where is it mortal kombat 2 was like but you will, will die. die you know it's it's that level where she's just like i'm going to get you yeah you're like it's it's really rough it, are we past this like like why why did we think that susan was the, the first of all the role for this movie what was it about performance there's no way that there was a a, a call put out or actors audition for this this was like oh we probably have you know susan on a contract susan, susan owes wb another film and you know? that's what they did it's 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 really disappointing because again she typically i mean she's a best actress winner she's yeah. a phenomenal actress it just and it's not even the fact that she wasn't giving any anything to do she really wasn't given a lot to do other than yell these action figure you know you know phrases out but the the way that she did it just felt that she was just so just not interested in what was happening and when you have a a hero and a villain who just have no chemistry with one another mm -hmm. then you don't care about their dynamic and i think that's where i'm at i wanted to care so much more about blue beetle i wanted to care about him overcoming you know you know his demons within you know the pressure of his family things like that but a lot of this movie just felt like this feels like an extended episode of, of a pilot I'd see on the CW that it has real no, it doesn't have really any depth to it, but at least there I, you would hopefully get a villain that would connect to, you know, the heart or is connected to like the, the, the main character in some way. Like this just felt like she's just such a disposable villain that you could have put anyone in those shoes. You could have put any, any random character name and they would have done the exact same thing that, you know, what she serviced in this movie, which was really nothing special. Yeah, it's it's silly. It's it's just the the CG was really, really rough. I mean, when you have a practical suit that looks great, adding CG elements to it, it, it stands out immediately. And you kind of start to wonder, like, what was the point of this? Like, stick stick to a type, stick to a formula that you want to do. And the lighting, the, the lightning that comes out of him, and it's just... The pacing of the movie also just very, very bizarre. There's just so many scenes. I'm like, well, what is the point of this? You could have cut this out and it wouldn't have changed a single thing. It's cheesy. It's corny. It has really, really bad dialogue. And I wish, I really wish I enjoyed this movie because it, were, it was getting great reviews. I'm so confused right now what was being seen. I'm sure... You know, everyone has a different lens, so people are really enjoying it. And if you are enjoying it and you liked it, let us know what yeah, you loved about this film. Let's because, talk about man, it. I am at a loss. I, I don't know what about this movie is the next phase or the next step because, again, we've seen it a hundred times before. There's, there's no consequences to certain moments. When characters pass or die or anything happens, it's like I didn't spend enough time with this character to care that they're going why should I care right now? And then you, like you said, they force that sadness to you. It's like, no, no, this is a sad moment. You should probably cry. Shabazz, you said, as I said, as we've said a hundred times on this episode. Who said? Who said it? We've seen this movie a hundred times before. I want to add something to it. We've seen this movie a hundred times before done better. Yes. We've seen this movie 
we've seen this better movie a hundred times yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's what's so unfortunate when you have a character who were like, okay, should I be excited about you know the DCU moving forward? He's the first DCU character. Are we gonna? Should I be looking forward to seeing Blue Beetle pop up again? I mean, I'm not right now. Uh, no, this movie gave me nothing to look forward to. If he does pop up again, I'd hope it's done with more justice and more. It's not even a, a lack of respect for the character because I don't think it's that at all. This no. it's not like this movie mistreats uh, the no. character of Jaime. I just feel like it's just such a bland story. The story is what's failing here. It's the technical parts of the movie that's failing here that makes it such a, a unenjoyable watch. Even the score and the sound design, so much throughout this film felt like like this just feels like noise. I'm not sure what this what what the theme was. I'm not sure what the any anything was in this film. You know, like there was some there was some bad lighting, bad locations. Yeah. Just and then you have another bad guy in the film as well that, you know, from the beginning we're like, oh, this is what's gonna happen to this character down the road. And it plays out exactly like we expected. The dialogue was delivered exactly like we expected. And it's a character that has barely any lines and you don't remember. And then that last minute they do this like this montage of this villain, like in the last split second. Of why he is the way he is. Why he is the way he is. And yeah. it's like I can't believe someone sat down and wrote this. It feels so first draft. And I looked at the screenplay writer for this film. And the last and the only thing that they've really done is Miss Bala. Miss Bala. That's the Gina Rodriguez, Gina Rodriguez film? film from like 2020. Yes. And oh, I, I immediately got, got it. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, we, we were talking yesterday. We were trying to figure out what the Man of Steel reference was. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, they said Superman. That's it. They said Superman. They said The Flash. They said Batman is a fascist. Which we have uh, in the trailer. Yeah. Which they have in the trailer. Uh, we have, uh, I guess there's a, uh, the similar, again, same movie that like they did this, you know, 10 years ago in Man of Steel where the characters kind of like pondering, like they need to like get to the next thing and the, they go to like this otherworldly. Do you think it's like when they see the other person maybe in the yeah i feel like the, it's like that thing was like the, okay we're gonna you, it's like when like so yeah. picture man of steel when he's being when he's talking to michael shannon azad and he's being like buried in all like the skulls and stuff like that and they're in this other i was thinking of the jonathan kent moment oh yeah maybe it could be that that, that that felt like oh, okay maybe that's what this moment is. maybe yeah i mean, I mean we're tiptoeing around it and obviously also that movie sorry that movie really quickly in the same universe quote unquote did flying better yeah, I mean a lot of movies. Let's rewind better. five years before Man of Steel. Iron Man did flying better. Yeah. Christopher Reeve's Superman did flying better. Yeah. I believed a man could fly in that movie. Yeah, this just felt like again it it goes into that realm of just like uh just turns it to the CGI you know gobbledygook that's just gobbledygook gobbledygook that's just like oh it's just like a blob flying like you don't there's no tangible feeling to it like you never feel that connection to it. There's no weight in this movie. There's no actual relationships in this movie you care about um the comedy it, it works sometimes but at the same time it just feels like i know what the next joke is gonna be or it's literally we have a like the equivalent of a joke where a character goes to the washroom like oh don't go in there yeah, ah, yeah. and it's like, like slapstick humor it's just like low hanging fruit okay like like, like sure like that's what you want to do but again like when you when you I always think of something like you have the DC logo on this. Like this is the studio that made the dark Knight. This is the studio that gave us, you know, the Batman last year. This is the studio that gave us wonder woman, the studio that gave us Joker. Yeah. Superman. Like, like it's just, it's just like, okay, like I'm, I'm excited to see what Superman legacy can be. But right but now, right now and, and, and I'm nervous and I know James Gunn really didn't have anything to do with this movie, but I'm also at that point where I'm like, I'm not excited for anything DC right now other than 
the Batman Part Two, Joker Two, because at least I know what to expect with yeah. the Joker Two more more or less. We there, there's a prestige from the first one, right? Right, and all of those have done the, the thing over like you know this is like an other this is not part of all of that. We're doing stuff on our own, and as of right now, Blue, Blue Beetle feels like it's on its own. And if you're watching this in theaters this weekend, you may be on your own. I don't know because if, I don't we know if they are. Because we just checked seats and and, and that's what I mean. Like if you go see it in the theaters this week, we can you may be on your own because we're seeing prime times opening night, opening weekend, and we're seeing in giant auditoriums in IMAX theaters that had to in give major up major cities that had to give up Oppenheimer. Like luckily Oppenheimer is still playing on the majority of them, but it's like you're seeing like three, four seats sold, and it's like this is not good. And I think in a, in a year where Warner Brothers and and DC have been getting their butts kicked sadly that here we are again and we're having the same discussion and what's going to happen now come December is Aquaman even going to come out D uh, James Gunn has a huge huge uh, <laughs> huge you know chip on his shoulder right now really. yeah or obstacle to overcome yeah. with what's coming next and not only making a good movie because again it doesn't matter if you make a good movie or not the Suicide Squad was one of my favorite movies of 2021. Yeah. I adore that movie. I think it's one of the best films of the year. One of the best superhero movies of the year. That's the Suicide Squad at that moment was my favorite DC movie since The Dark Knight. And people joke about that term. Oh, it's the best movie since The Dark Knight. It is. It is the best movie that I think DC has put out since The Dark Knight, the James Gunn Suicide Squad. That movie didn't make money at the box office. No. There are no guarantees in, in Hollywood anymore. Mission Impossible is underperforming. Indiana Jones, The Flash, the greatest superhero movie that it was ever going to come out. Bombed so hard. Bombed. One of the biggest bombs of all time. Making a good movie isn't good enough. And when you make a bad movie, then there's a lot less hope there. You can't rely on just representation to drive your film forward. I'm grateful that this film has a presentation. I'm a champion for it. But that's not enough to drive this movie forward. You need to have a good story. You need to have something that people aren't seeing anymore. And the thing is, this is not only something people have seen before, but they've seen it done better, like you said, Daniel. And it's 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 it was rough. I was getting impatient during the film. I, we were debating even sticking around for the after credits because we knew what it was going to be. And we, right. again, we knew because we guessed it. it, it not, nothing is nothing is hidden in this film. Everything is laid out very very easily. Right. It's. I think I think it's just safe to say let's get to our final recommendations. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, please go ahead, Daniel. Blue Beetle is unfortunately uh, it's a skip it for me. I think this is a movie that you don't need to spend your time on. This is a movie that even when it comes to home release that you're not going to be thinking about or looking at, uh, you know, learning more about. It's unfortunate because I think Blue Beetle is such a wonderful character in the comic books. If you want to learn more about Blue Beetle, go read comic books go check out Young Justice because I think that's where you're going to get a really rich version of who Jaime Reyes can be. Blue Beetle for me and obviously for Shay, it didn't do it. Skip it. Actually, I was going to say it's a real gem. Wow. Really awkward now. Surprise of Surprise what we were talking turn. about the last 30 minutes. I When I don't like a movie is when I give it the highest regard. No, <laughs> I you know what? It, it's unfortunate because I loved having this chat with, with Aniel Emmanuel Soto he's clearly very passionate about his community. He's clearly really passionate about making movies. I think Blue Beetle as a character might not have been the best way for him to start. I think he has a great story. I think he was going to tell some great films about the Latino community, but his Blue Beetle wasn't that movie for us at all. It is a major skip. It. I, I don't think 
really anyone's going to be watching this movie. And, and if you do, if you do end up watching this movie, let us know. Join our Discord. Uh, read us out in the comments. Um, but yeah, we're here to have a safe discussion. We're here to have a good discussion because, again, we want movies to succeed. And it's so unfortunate when a movie does not hit a mark at all. Of course, if you want to continue the conversation, like I said, Discord is available, but we also are available on every other social media platform out there. We're on Twitter. X going to give it to you. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on everywhere. And TikTok. And TikTok, of course, as well. Make sure to follow us on there. We're dropping some great videos, great interviews. There's a lot more coming. We're getting closer and closer to the Toronto International Film Festival. If you know what that is, you know a movie's going to come out. It's going to be looking a little different this year, obviously, with the strikes. So stay tuned for more information about that. Of course, that was this time with the movie podcast. We'll see you next.